Hello, this is Bayo Fadjuba. We're so excited that you are joining us today. If you're a part of our DCH family, whether in person or online, we would love to connect with you. Please find us on Facebook, YouTube, or Instagram, or you can even join us on our website at www.dch.church. We can also get you plugged in via the Church Center app where you can find our connect groups, upcoming events, as well as given options if you would like to help us spread the gospel of Jesus everywhere. I hope this word today blesses you, encourages you, and inspires you to greatness. Let's get started. Someone celebrate Jesus this morning. Is that how to celebrate Jesus this morning? It feels very warm in the house this morning, right? Are you feeling cold? Let me tell you, one of the ways to feel warm in church is to respond. So when I tell you to celebrate Jesus, then you respond and you feel very warm. Are you ready? Celebrate Jesus this morning! Let's change that cold away. Hallelujah. Praise God. What, a, what an awesome time to be in God's presence as always. Uh, before I get into God's word this morning, I just want to kind of reiterate some very important announcement. As you watch that video, that video is all about what? <laughs> Let's try it one more time. The garden is so 4 p.m. tonight. If you are young, vibrant, you have energy, you want to worship God in a very free atmosphere, then you have to be tonight here at the garden at 4 p.m. Praise the Lord. Are you, if you're going to be here, say amen. <laughs> you don't want to lie, okay? But you should be here at 4 p.m. Amen. And at the second service at 11 a.m., we have a special guest in the house ministering to us. Who knows what, what I'm talking about? Pastor Paul Adifarasi will be here at 11 a.m. Can I tell you one thing? Don't be in a hurry to go home. What are you going to do anyway, right? You're going to just sleep? Just stay back. Tell them, just stay back. Say, tell them, stay back. Don't run away. I promise you, you will. Let me tell you one thing. God has a special word for you this morning. And this morning does not end until this morning ends. So God has a special word for you in the first service and has a special word for you in the second service. God has a special word for you at the gathering. Amen. So just stay back. It's going to be powerful in this place. I love listening to Pastor Paul minister. I mean, if you have heard Pastor Paul minister before. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And of course, on the 25th of November, 2022, right here at 6.30 p.m., what is happening there? Team Godfrey Fearless Concert. Let's put our hands together. If you have not bought your tickets, please buy your tickets. Grab your tickets. Say it again. Grab your ticket. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. We just want to reiterate all this point. And for you to know that, it's great, that there are great things happening in this house. And that you need to be part of every one of them. The Bible says that, talking about David, I was glad when they said I should come to the house of the Lord. Is because things like these happen in the house of the Lord. When you come to the house of God, you meet with God. And I pray as you attend all these events and even many more, that you will always meet with God in a special way in Jesus' name. I just prayed and you forgot to say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Let's read God's words uh, this, this morning. If you can, I can ask you to please open your Bible to the book of Luke chapter 17. And if you can, please rise up on your feet as we read God's word together. Luke chapter 17, verse 11, the message version. Let's go. Want to go? It happened that as he made his way toward Jerusalem, 
he crossed over the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten men, all lepers, met him. They kept their distance but raised their voices, calling out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Taking a good look at them, he said, go, show yourselves to the priest. They went and while still on their way, became clean. One of them, when he realized that he was healed, did what? Turned around and came back, shouting his gratitude, glorifying God. He kneeled at Jesus' feet, so grateful. He couldn't thank him enough as he was a Samaritan. And he was a Samaritan. Verse 17, Jesus said, let's try it together. Were not ten healed? Where are the nine? Can none be found to come back and give glory to God except this outsider? A version called it foreigner. Another version called it stranger. Let's go on. Then he said to him, get up on your way. Your faith and saved you. Father, we thank you, O Lord, this morning for your word. We ask, O Lord, that your spirit will dwell mightily upon the ministry of your word. That no life present in this place will go back remaining the same. We give you all the praise, mighty God. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. And we shout a believing amen. amen. Please take your seat in God's presence. I love this particular passage of the Bible so much. And at this time of the year, we talk about Thanksgiving. And I'm not sure there's any year that can pass when people will not read the scripture. And it's all focused on that one that came back. That one that came back. And it represents a lot of things in our life. The need for us to always be grateful, to be thankful for everything God is doing in our lives. And if you think about it, we've been out and about since January 2022. And right now we are in November. I thought someone would say, thank you, Jesus. And we are healthy. We are here. We can come to church. God has been good. So we'll return. But you see, there are some other things I see in that passage of the Bible. Before I go there, one thing that comes to mind truly when it comes to thankfulness is, does that mean that we should only come back to church in November to give praise to God and thank him? And the answer is no. Because if you read scriptures like 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18 says we should do what? Give thanks always. Can you put it on the screen? Verse 16 says rejoice always. Verse 17 says pray without ceasing. And verse 18 says give thanks in all circumstances. Another version says give thanks all the time. This means that we need to live a life of gratitude to God. But the title of my message is A Thankful Life. And it's part of the series we've been having, which is Thankful. The question is, how can we continue to live a thankful life? Now, a lot of times, people think a thankful life is a happy life. Can I bust your bubble this morning that happiness does not make you grateful? Okay, you don't believe me. The fact that you're happy that you have something does not mean you are grateful for that thing. Let me put it this way. The fact that you are dancing, that you have something, does not mean you're grateful. It could be that you appreciate that thing that you have. It could be that the music is good. <laughs> How many people dance in church not because they are grateful to God, but just because it's good music? And we've got some good music in the house, amen? Can I hear a big amen? But the point is, don't only, don't just dance to good music, also give good grateful gratitude to God. Because that's what gratitude is all about. As a matter of fact, Happiness does not produce gratitude. The reverse is the, is, the, is the case. When you are grateful, you'll be happy. And I'll show you a few things, but just follow me carefully. So never ever confuse happiness with gratitude. You can be happy and not grateful. 
It is not happiness that makes us grateful. It is gratefulness that makes us happy. When we consider every moment a gift. Every moment a gift in our life. And as a matter of fact, as we saw in that passage, the sign of gratitude is coming back. How many times have you returned to the house of God to genuinely give God praise for that breakthrough? To genuinely give God thanks for that breakthrough that you've received. How many times have you gone back to people who did something good for you to say real thank you to them? Or we just take it and move on like nothing happens? You know, the sign of gratitude is that you return. And we saw that in the passage that we read, Luke chapter 17. If you go back there, verse 18 says, Luke 17, 18 says, Actually, it's verse 17 first. Verse 17 says, Then Jesus answered in the English language version, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except the stranger? In other words, the sign of gratitude for Jesus wasn't that they were grateful and they were on their way, was that they were grateful and they came back to return the glory to God. And if you think about it in the context of the New Testament alone, you probably miss it. Because it's also in the Old Testament. So I was reading this, a similar story, the story of Naaman. In 2 Kings chapter 5, 2 Kings chapter 5, we know the story of Naaman. Naaman was a general who had, lep was, who had leprosy as well. And it, it made servants actually introduce that to Elisha the prophet. And Elisha told him to do certain things. So if you go to verse 14 says, So he went down and dipped himself seven times in the Jordan, according to the word of the man of God. And his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child. And he was clean. Verse 15 says, then he did what? Returned. Tell us say returned. To the man of God. He returned to the man of God. So gratitude is not just about going and be happy on your way. Gratitude is remembering to return to God. And thank him. It's so interesting that this passage looks very similar to the passage we read in Luke chapter 17. Because the one returned, he was made whole. You saw that story, right? Because Naaman returned, he got more than the healing. So if you jump quickly to 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 19 quickly. Just let me show you. Verse 19, he said to him, go in peace. Go in peace. He was healed because he went, but because he returned to give glory to God, Peace was added to the package. The same thing happened to the, to the one of the lepers that returned. He was healed, but because he returned to give gratitude, he was made whole. Could it be that the blessing you are looking for is not complete because you are not being returning? Tell someone say return and give gratitude to God. And it's so interesting here because what he's saying, if you look at the Old Testament, that was the era of God for man. So it was Elijah, the prophet for man. So he returned to Elisha. In the New Testament, it was the era of God in man, God with man, talking about Jesus. He returned to Jesus. We are in the era of the tree. All of them together. So we return to God, return to church, return to people, and we return to the heart of gratitude. Where we see every moment an opportunity to be grateful to God. So he was cleansed, talking about Naaman, because he went but everything became all right because he returned with gratitude. The lepers were all cleansed because they went. 
But the one who returned with gratitude was made whole. Now I want to talk about the nine. And perhaps that's the way I reason. Because we talk about the one so much that we forget to talk about the nine. And someone is saying, what is it to talk about the nine? They never returned to give glory to God. Have you asked yourself, why did they not return? And I have a few points. And if you don't mind, I'll share with you. Do you mind? Can I share? Say amen if I can share. Is it this cold? People's hands are like that and in their pockets. Shake a little bit. Say amen. amen. Hallelujah. The first reason I thought they, want, they didn't return was that they were fixated on the what, not on the who. They were so focused on what Jesus asked them to do, but they were not focused on who had sent them. Because if they remember who sent them, they will realize that it doesn't take time for them to be healed, really. And someone said, why will they be focused? Let me I'll tell you a few things. Do you know that lepers, when you get sick of leprosy in those days, you will be sent to the boundary, to the outskirts of the city. Amen? Not just that, you'll be removed from your family. Not just that, you are considered a sinner. Not just that, you have to announce where you are coming. You have to read your Bible. Literally, you get a bell and you start announcing. The unclean is coming. You don't get a picture. Let me tell you what the picture looks like. It's like getting COVID in 2020. <laughs> Amen. Then you have this megaphone. And everywhere you're going to announce, I caught COVID. So that people can move away from you. Because everyone that touches, if you touch them, you have to go through a period of cleansing. After which you'll be checked whether you have leprosy or not. That sounds to me like quarantine time, right? Thank God for, 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 taking, for dealing with COVID in our land. Amen. I caught COVID last year. I was in a remote place called Ghana. A far place, sorry. Not remote. Ghana is beautiful. And I was in a hotel. I wasn't lonely because I had my pastors. I had my family, my wife calling me and talking to me. But I was alone in the hotel room. And I couldn't even tell the room service. Not, you know when they come into your room and they're like that? <laughs> now, Jesus told them, to go show themselves to the priests, knowing fully well that they had already been rejected. It wasn't an easy thing to do. So they were so focused on the process and the things they were about to go through that sometimes they were not even focusing on the person who sent them. Could it be that God is taking you through a process in your life? And that process is so demanding and that process is robbing you of an opportunity to go say thank you to Jesus. Because if they focus on who sent them, they will remember that the healing did not take place when they arrived. The healing took place when he said it. Number two, they were not observant. They were not observant. Now, being observant is the core of gratitude. You know, practicing gratitude means noticing and appreciating the good things around you. That's what practicing gratitude means. Being genuinely thankful means you pay attention to things happening around you. The Bible said about the one that came back in Luke 17, if you go to message version, verse 14 says, taking a good look at them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. The Bible says they went 
and while still on their way, became clean. Then the Bible says, one of them, one of them, when he realized that he was healed, the question is, how come the others did not realize that they were clean? And oftentimes we don't realize the miracles are taking place because we are too focused on our problems. Or sometimes we think about it from this perspective that, okay, the leprosy has gone, but my fingers are still broken. The fever is gone, but I still feel a little headache. Can you just thank God for the fever that is gone? Say, but I got a job, but they haven't paid me yet. Can you just thank God for getting a job? Say, but you see, they only invited me for one interview, and I didn't get the job. Can you think, do you know how many people, some people will tell you they applied 200 times before they got one interview. You probably had to apply a few times and you got an interview, and you're not grateful. That is the mentality of the nine. A little has happened, but it looks like we are going to wait for the, everything to happen before we are grateful. You know, the process of healing in this place, God showed us is that you are cleansed, you are healed, and you are whole. God follows that process. But the point is you cannot be grateful only after the process. You have to be grateful before, during, and after the process. As a matter of fact, you have to be grateful that God is taking you through the process. If you watch your life so closely and you observe everything in your life, you will find out that there's so much you have that others are praying for. I've heard this before. Sometimes the things you complain about is someone else's prayer points. But you see, that's the way men are wired. Human beings are wired that way. Not by God. It's a fallen nature. For you not to be grateful for the little you have. You know that feeling that comes upon you when you make a post on Instagram? 52 people... <laughs> Likes the post. But one person did not. Then you get offended because of one that did not like the post. Now you think it's only me, right? It happens. You are wondering, so why did she not click like? But I like all her posts. What about the 52 that liked? Is that the blessing God has given you? You are complaining about the one. But what about the ones he's given you? Being observant will help you see what God is busy doing in your life. And you will not be focused on the ones that is not done yet. And who says it's not done? You know, in the book of Genesis chapter 12, Abraham, I believe in verse 6 thereabout, when God told Abraham when he got to the land, he said, I will give this land to your offspring. And Abraham immediately made a sacrifice. For what? Not for the fulfillment of the word that it was going to be, sorry, not that the word has already been fulfilled physically, but he gave that sacrifice in thanksgiving because the word has been released. The releasing of the word is as potent as the fulfillment of that word if it comes from God. You have to live a thankful life. Don't just wait to the end of the process. In, during the process, the beginning of the process, as a matter of fact, that's the practice of Jesus. When he was going to multiply the fishes and the loaves of bread, what did he say? The Bible says he gave thanks. I mean, it was not enough. <laughs> there were 5,000 men. We were not counting women and children. 
If it was today, you probably take the fish and say, God, with all the people here, see what we have? And you say you provide for our needs? He gave God thanks, even before his share. At the tomb of Lazarus, the Bible says when they rolled the stone away in John chapter 11, verse 41, the Bible says he gave thanks. He said, Father, I thank you. Verse 41 says, so they took away the stone and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. When? At the beginning of the process. Living a life of gratitude will help you get to a point where you, you thank God for everything. Jesus' approach is thanksgiving, then corresponding action. Number three, in the interest of time, why did the nine not turn back? Number three, they were entitled. How did I know? Luke 17, verse 17 says, And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Verse 18 says, They have not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. In other words, the remaining must have been Jews. Remember, it was where? At the boundary of Samaria and Galilee. So the only one that returned was a stranger. The other ones did not return because they have a sense of entitlement. A sense of entitlement is when you think you deserve something without working for it. It is mine. It must fall on my lap. After all, I'm a child of God. It has to happen that way. Entitlement robs us of many things that God will have done in our lives. Because it forces us to a place of ingratitude. The story was told of a small boy. That an uncle came to their house and gave him an orange. And you know, when they give you a gift, you say, what do you say? Thank you. So the mom looked at him, Junior, what do you say? Look at the uncle, say, peel it. <laughs> peel the orange. But is that not how we deal with God? God gives you one thing. Before you ever say thank you, you tell God, peel it. He's not complete. Do more. Because you're entitled. After all, you get, if you gave me an orange, why wouldn't you peel it? Peel the orange, man. Or you tell God, just do another one. When was the last time you thanked God for the blessing and the miracles you received? Genuinely. Grateful people do not need to be prodded to thank God and be grateful. They are just grateful. They're just grateful. They're just thankful for everything God is doing for them. So I wanted to get over the peel it mentality. A sense of entitlement held them back because they feel it was their right. Number four. They were familiar. Now, I know this looks like the last one, but I had to separate it because familiarity, they say, breeds contempt, right? A lot of times, the reason we're not grateful is because we are too familiar. Sometimes we need to put on the garment of being a stranger just to appreciate what we have. Because your parents are there, you forgot to give them thanks for what they've done simply because you think they're my parents. You know, gratitude will make you attribute what has happened to someone else. Sorry, uh, familiarity will make you attribute what has happened to someone else simply because you're just so used to them. You receive a word in church. You've been receiving words since January. Can I go there? Pastor Bayer has been declaring since January. Then all of a sudden you went to a small meeting and something happened. I said, oh no, I received here. It has been happening since. Manifestation just happened there. It's like someone who came to you at the point of harvesting your, your, your crops and they helped you with harvesting. And you tell them, oh no, I was able to harvest when they came. What about the people that supported you when you planted? 
and help you water and help you, you know, till the ground and, and remove the grasses. What about them? Imagine a product that took 10 months to be produced and all you can do is to celebrate the people that were there when you harvested. As a mother of fact, many of them will be usurpers because the real blessing happened nine months ago. And everyone that helped you in the process deserved a thank you. Genuinely. Praise Jesus. But familiarity gets us to the point where he's my husband. What will he do if he doesn't do it? He's my wife. You know, we need to wake up sometimes and just appreciate people that we are too familiar with. When was the last time you called your parents and thanked them for what they did in your life before? Some people, the only thing you remember your parents did was, the off was something they did to hurt you. One thing. So, oh no, my dad did this. What about the other good things he did? Oh, my employer did this. But our employer hasn't missed your salary for one month. Oh, God did not bless me. And you're still breathing? Sometimes we're too familiar with God and we have the nine mentality in us. The nine mentality. Extensive knowledge of or close association with someone or something can lead to a loss of respect for them. You know, they told Jesus at some point when he was performing miracles in Mark chapter 6 verse 3. They said, oh, look, guy, is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary and brother of James and Joseph and Judas? And Simon, good thing they are not Spanish. You'll have brothers of hens and Emmys and Hoses and who's that? <laughs> and not his sisters here with us. And they took offense at him. So they think he couldn't do the things he's doing because he's just like them. Actually, a lot of us are missing out because of familiarity. Let me warn you never ever get familiar with someone who is placing your life as a source of blessing. Never. Don't get familiar to the point where you do not say thank you. To your spouses, to your children. As a matter of fact, to the person sitting next to you in church right now. You know, we like to say in church, tell someone next to you, you are very, you are very privileged to be sitting next to me. You are privileged for sitting next to them. <laughs> we are all privileged. No, 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 in church, the way they do in church, they do they know who I am? Are you? <laughs> I won't tell you a story. I know I'm, I'm on my floor by time. But I remember one day I was, uh, you know, I was quite young. And I was somewhere. I was really, you know, I was, I was really bubbly. And then someone come on to pick a fight with me. And I went to them like, do you know who I am? And I was expecting the person to kind of just back down. You know, you know, we say that to people that we think we back down. And they said, who are you? <laughs> and for, for a moment there, I didn't know how to respond. What will I say? You know, so I just, <laughs> I just moved on. Who are you? <laughs> Praise Jesus. The secret to living a thankful life is to see every moment as a gift. To see every moment as a gift. First Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7 says, For who sees anything different in you? What do you have that you did not receive? Tell me one thing. And... Returning to give glory to God and to appreciate people he uses in your life is how to be that thankful, that grateful person. Where you genuinely thank God. You genuinely are grateful. You know, there's a, 
there's, a, there's something I saw in, in, in First Thessalonians. We read it before. But chapter 5, verse 18, Amplified Version says, in every situation, I love the way he puts it. He says, in every situation, no matter Amplified, but not Amplified, not the, not the one with the C. I'll read it here. In every situation, no matter what the circumstances, be thankful and continually give thanks to God. Be thankful and continually give thanks to God. And if you look at, at the phrase, be thankful, is the Greek word eucharistio, which means express gratitude. Gratitude is expect, is supposed to be expressed, be very specific and personalized. So when you live in a, a life of gratitude, it's not just floating and throwing thank you everywhere. That's not what I'm saying. You know, some people, even before they say, you say anything, thank you, and they, I'm sorry, they just throw it. No, that's what I'm saying. Gratitude has to be specific, has to be expressed, has to be personalized. I thank God for placing you in my life. If you read the book of Psalms 34, you see how personal the psalmist gets with gratitude. You go to, I thank God for placing you in my life. Thank you for showing up to church this morning. No, thank you. Thank you. Like, let's, let's go back to our boy. She said, thank you. Not just thank you, but thank you for this orange. And there's nothing wrong. After saying thank you for this orange, she said, you may peel it. But it has to be expressed, specific, and personalized. It's a habit we need to form. The habit of gratitude. You know, thankfulness can pay a lot of benefits. And I'll just touch on a few, and then we, we pray and we close. Can boost your mood. Amen. If it leads to happiness, then being grateful can boost your mood. Actually, for, for, I, I'm, for a long time, this month, I went to a conference and I learned, someone, told, someone said, he built a habit, and that's the habit of every morning waking up, and the first thing is, what are you grateful for today? You know, we are so used to dream journal, vision journal, uh, being a billionaire journal. What about a gratitude journal? So I wake up in the morning every day, I'm thinking, what am I grateful for? A lot of times, the easiest thing is the person next to me. I'm just grateful for my wife. When was the last time you were grateful for that meal that was served you? Say, after all, I brought the money. And so what? Actually, that meal, they didn't make it. We bought it. Someone arranges. There, there must be someone who deserves gratitude in the process. Because it's not about you. So it, it can help your mood. We saw that when you are grateful, you can receive more. When you live a life of gratitude. Someone said, appreciation. Is an application for more. How many people like gratitude here? We all do. So what makes you think God doesn't like gratitude? Or someone, the person next to you doesn't like gratitude? If someone always says thank you for what you give to them, actually, a part of you wants to always give them more. It's just natural. As a matter of fact, some of us like some kind of self aggrandization so much so that just that we want to hear thank you, we keep giving. So I want to give $10,000, I'll give one. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> give another one. Thank you. Give another one. We like it. So why do you think others don't like thank you or being appreciated? It helps your self-esteem as well, apparently. It even helps your immune system. Actually, I make bold to say that some families are in disarray and not in unity because they, don't, they are not grateful for one another. The Bible says, sorry, science says that there's an hormone that is secreted that creates a bond between mother, oxytocin, between mother and a child. And other feel-good hormones like uh, serotonin, like uh, dopamine, they all are secreted when you are grateful. It actually make, gives you a better quality of life to be grateful. 
And all there is to being grateful is just to say thank you for what you've done for me. And to say it all the time. And to see every moment as a gift. Someone celebrate Jesus this morning. Celebrate Jesus this morning. See every moment as a gift. I want us to do something practical in the next 30 seconds quickly. If you can just shut your eyes wherever you are. And I want you to just think about one thing you are truly grateful for. Just one thing. As a matter of fact, if you are looking for something and it has not been done, check the process of that thing and say, what in the process am I grateful for? So your immigration situation is tough, but at least your application was accepted. Thank God for that. So you don't have a child yet, but you're married. Thank God for that. So things are tough right now, but you're still breathing. Thank God for that breath. Be very specific this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, we release a heart of gratitude. We return to a heart of gratitude this morning. To a heart of worship. We connect with you in gratitude. We're sorry, Lord, for what we've made it. We're sorry for complaining. We're sorry for being self-centered, for being entitled, for being too familiar with you. We're sorry for not being very observant of the things you do in our lives. And for the little miracles, we thank you. For the little blessings, we thank you. We give you all the praise this morning. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Who's grateful in the house this morning? Show that gratitude by celebrating. That's not how to celebrate. Celebrate Jesus. Celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for being a part of our message today. If you enjoyed the message, I want to encourage you to like it or share it on social media. You can also jump on our website, www.dch.church and click the given link to help us spread the word and the good news all over the world. Stay connected and God bless you. Have a great week.